So many in the media don't have a clue about guns. They haven't fired any. They don't own any. They don't know anyone. I don't know anyone that owns guns. You get the odd person, but that's most of them. And so you get Ralph Goodale coming out and saying that firearms offenses are, you know, crime overall is going down, but firearms offenses, they're way up. They have become more prevalent, especially since 2013. There were almost 2,500 criminal incidents involving firearms in Canada in 2016. That was up by 30 percent since 2013. Gun homicides are up by two-thirds. Interesting thing. You can go to Stats Canada and look up the stats. Why is Ralph Goodale using 2013? Because that's the lowest year in the last 12 years. It's lower than when the liberals were still in power and the gun registry was in full effect. It's lower by a significant margin, by two-thirds. You're not going to hear that in most of the media, though. Today is Justin Trudeau's leaving the filibuster over the Jasper Latwald uh, National Security Advisor Danielle Jean issue. What does he turn to as he gets questioned? How's it going in there, Prime Minister? Are you disappointed in the Conservatives? I'd rather be uh, debating gun legislation that's going to keep Canadians safe. He'd rather be debating gun legislation, exactly, because he knows he's going to win on that, at least with the media, if not with the voters. At least with the media, he's going to get a pass, and they don't, it's complicated, it's complex, they don't know what to ask. And so the liberals come out and they say this gun legislation is going to keep us safe. Well, is it? Do you have any data to back it up? This is a government that was elected saying, unlike me and Steve and the conservatives, we believe in science. We believe in fact-based, evidence-based policymaking. Well, is there any evidence to back up their gun control claims? Or is it just emotion? It's just emotion. I've asked for information, get nothing, but our next guest has been asking for a long time now. Dennis Young is a former political staffer on Parliament Hill. He's retired to Airdrie, Alberta now, and he knows how the ATIP system works. He's been an expert at it for years, and he's been asking questions on how the government justifies this and uh, do they have any data to back it up. Dennis, welcome to the show. I've got to ask you. You've been putting out the questions. You've been putting in the request. Have you found anything in this government's files that says this is evidence-based policymaking? Well, once uh, once they did come out and say, uh, even before the uh, during the election, I was uh, uh, having uh, email discussions back and forth with the Liberal Party and with the uh, with the. Justin Trudeau's office, and I've been asking, I was confirming his commitment to evidence-based policymaking and programs, and particularly I asked him about gun control, and he he agreed that uh, they would be uh, committed to evidence-based gun control. So once he said that, then I started filing access to information requests to get the the, uh, evidence that they have that any of this uh, works at all. So um, so if they were evidence-based in their policymaking, you would assume that they had done a study, commissioned a study, pointed a research somewhere, right? Yeah, and uh, so I, uh, one of the issues, uh, because their, uh, their uh, campaign promises uh, promised to reverse uh, Bill C-42, which uh, 
make it made it a lot easier for uh, not easier but uh, basically streamlined the uh, authorization to transport uh, uh, regulations where uh, if you had a license that authorized you to own a handgun or a prohibited uh, or not a prohibited but a restricted firearm that uh, you wouldn't have to go and get a authorization to transport each time so i asked them uh, what was the uh, uh, the cost and effectiveness of the authorization to transport before the changes in, with C-42 in 2015, and, the cha- and what were the costs and benefits after. And they, they came back, and both the RCMP and the uh, Public Safety Department came back and said they had no records of either. Then I Which means at, they, they, had, they didn't study it. They didn't look at it. No, they didn't look at it at all. And so I was waiting for, for, well, even if they'd come out in the Guns and Gangs task force that Goodale had uh, last week, uh, if uh, I said, well, they've got to come out with something, and then I was going to file complaints on my access request saying that, well, you didn't give me that. But they they didn't come out with anything. And then I I looked at... um, Back when Vic Taves was a public safety minister, he'd made comments that uh, that the uh, that the whole uh, system of unrestricted, restricted, and prohibited firearms were uh, were uh, improving public safety. So I said, "Well, give me the evidence for that." Again, it comes back. They conducted a thorough search, unable to locate any records. So they've got all these policies, uh, Dennis, but none of them are backed up by. Any study? Well, not that I can find. Uh, I've looked at, I looked at uh, tracing of firearms, and uh, they don't even trace uh, firearms. They trace ten thousand firearms in the period that I, I was requesting, and uh, they didn't even know how many traces uh, for restricted or uh, or non-restricted firearms. Like it was just crazy. Uh, I, I, I don't know if you've seen this yet, because it wasn't widely reported. I know that I, I posted it on one of my pieces at com. these uh, authorizations to transport. I call them the hall pass, right? You've already got yeah. a license, but if you want to take your gun somewhere, you've got to get a hall pass. So you, you pass the background check, you pass the safety course, you've got your license, now you want to take your gun somewhere, you got to call and ask teacher for permission. Yeah, and, right. and it used to have to do that for everything. And the conservative said, no, no, if you got a license and, and you've passed a background check, you're fine. And, and the Trudeau liberal said, no, this is unsafe. They sold it as you'll have people keeping their uh, handguns in their glove box while they're doing groceries. Not true at all. Uh, but that's how they sold it. In the technical briefing, when they introduced the legislation the other day, they they described that, well, they're still going to allow most people to have their their hall pass attached to their license, except for in a few cases. And Hello? people were asking questions, and they said, but that's only 3%. So the people that have to call and get this new authorization that they're billing as being an, a big increase in public safety, Dennis, yeah. it's 3% of all authorizations, 97% will stay under the system that the Conservatives brought in that the Liberals said was inherently dangerous. Well, I don't think Wendy Shukir is going to be too happy with that. No, probably not. <laughs> so I, so the, uh, the other access request, I asked, well, uh, when, since you've been categorizing uh, firearms as unrestricted, uh, restricted and prohibited, uh, 
how much greater risk to public safety uh, have uh, law-abiding gun owners been if they've, uh, when they've been taking these different, uh, carrying these firearms around the country, whether they're non-restricted, restricted, or prohibited. And once again, Public Safety Canada had no records uh, justifying in all the years, like it's been since 1991 that we've had uh, the classification of firearms. And, and in all those years, they've never done a study to determine whether law-abiding Canadians uh, who carry these firearms are, are a higher risk to public safety. That uh, is unreal. It is. It's crazy. Like, so they have no evidence whatsoever that uh, any of it, it works. And then meanwhile, Dennis, I, I'll, I'll ask you this to end off. Um, what, what disappointed me in the gun legislation uh, was we, we've got a, a city that's seen a spike in gun crime here in Ottawa. We've had 22 shootings so far this year. That used to be what we'd see for a full year. Yeah. And, and it's 22 and growing before the end of the third month of the year. There's nothing in this legislation to deal with the guns and gangs problem that I can find. And people say, well, there's funding for this, funding for that. I said, yeah, but that's not in the legislation that they're telling us will make us safer. You've looked at it. Is there anything that you see that deals with the drug dealers and the pimps and the street-level crime guys that are shooting each other in this new bill? Well, the Globe and Mail in their editorial today said that the it didn't even uh, it wasn't even intended to do that and yet goodell had the whole guns and crime tax force that said that's what it was all about if you go back and and look at uh, at anything all of the evidence i've looked at the last 25 years there's been no cost effectiveness studies done on gun on gun control laws at all there's been no value for money audits done uh, at all so so the the one thing uh, committees in, in the House of Commons should be doing is is gathering the evidence, amassing the, the doing the studies, uh, doing the studies like uh, like uh, Kalen Langham did, uh, Dr. Kalen Langham did, and uh, determined that since 1976, the gun laws have had no effect whatsoever on homicides. Uh, Dr. Gary Mauser has done the same uh, same analysis and came up with the same results. So none of what they've proposed ever has anything to do with crime. There's 4,222 uh, uh, persons who have been convicted of crimes, prohibited from owning firearms, and they're not tracked at all. The police don't know where they live because they don't have to report their addresses. Guess who has to report their addresses? Uh, people Law that have gun owners. Yeah. Uh, Dennis, it's, uh, it's depressing, but an all-too-familiar story. Thanks for the time tonight. Okay, thank you for...